this is Kelly Langston, and this is God, Dreams, and Really Good Coffee. So, do we have any coffee snobs out there? Because I have to confess that I am somewhat of a coffee snob. I don't know whether that means that I just like the taste of coffee. Um, I use it more for enjoyment of the actual flavors of it rather than the actual perk that it gives me in the morning to help me wake up. But I want to tell you what was the super best gift I ever got my husband, Matt. And this is a tip. If you want to buy something really special for somebody, it has to be somebody that lives in your household because the perk is, and the, the secret tip is that this gift if you're a coffee drinker, gives back to you. So the greatest, one of the greatest gifts I ever got my husband was a, I think it's pronounced Jenna, Jenna Cafe Home Coffee Bean Roaster. It might be Genie Cafe, but it's G-E-N-E Cafe. And no, this is not a sponsored advertisement. It is a half pound coffee bean roaster that you can have fresh roasted coffee in your home. And I splurged on this gift. I can't remember how much it was, but it was a splurge. But it has paid for itself in purchasing coffee beans. You can purchase them at various coffee providers, coffee bean providers. And we've actually saved money because we were buying really expensive or more expensive than, you know, just your generic brands of coffee, say, I won't mention the name, but you know, the very famous name that most people know when they think of coffee. We used to buy that coffee and it was, it can average up to $12 a bag. We get green coffee beans from all over the world and we get them online and they come and then we roast them. Actually, I don't roast them. My husband roasts the coffee and it's fantastic. And Because it has been the most wonderful gift I got my husband because I get to enjoy (laughs) the wonderful coffee. So if you're looking for something to buy, someone that lives in your household and you like coffee and they like coffee, do yourself a favor and consider splurging on the Jenna Cafe half pound coffee roaster and then you get to have fresh roasted coffee, which is fantastic. It is so good. And that's a little secret that I tell anybody that wants to buy something, especially for a spouse, because you get to enjoy it too. (laughs) What if you had a great need or request and you needed help that was beyond your ability to make happen? Something, whether it was a great financial need or an injustice that you wanted to correct, anything, a great, just imagine with me, if you will, that you have a great need. And the only person that could give you some help that had the ability to snap their fingers and fix your issue was a judge, a very busy judge, but a very judge, a judge of very high stature. Now, what if this judge opened up an opportunity for you to come and present your case? He was going to give you an ear for you to present your need, whatever it may be, 
and he would listen to you. And he had the power to fix it all. Now, what if I were to tell you that that opportunity exists right now and you have it as a believer in Christ? You have it. Would you take that opportunity? I want to talk to you about what God says in his word. It's, it's a beautiful chapter where he's speaking to the Israelites, his people. And he's actually the great judge. He is the almighty God. He sits on the throne. He has the ability to take your needs and give you everything. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He has everything in his power. He sees the past, the future. He can fix everything. Nothing escapes him. All powerful, omniscient, almighty. And he's opened the door for you to present your need to him. Now, the question is, why don't we do it? Because if this is something that he's offering to all believers, he originally offered this to the Israelites, but we can take comfort in those promises are also available to us as an inheritance. And I'll give you the verse to prove it. For no matter how many of the promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, Christ, the amen, so be it, is spoken by us to the glory of God. And another version. For as many are the promises of God in him, meaning Christ, they are yes. Therefore also through him, Christ, is our amen to the glory of God. What does this mean and why is this important? This means that any promise that you find in scripture is available to you, even if it's in the Old Testament, through Christ. Because what he did was he grafted us into that tree. (laughs) We are a part of the family of God and a part of that inheritance because of what Christ did for us. And all we have to do is accept it. And isn't that beautiful? And you think about what that means. I don't, I'm not somebody that looks or expects a great inheritance to come from anyone in our family. We don't, we just don't have that. But you know what I have often thought about? I have a great inheritance of promises of God. So anything that I can find in scripture, I can count on God to fulfill those promises in my life. And honestly, that is greater than any monetary inheritance that anybody could pass down. And you as a believer in Christ have it too. So let's go back to what we were talking about. Having a great need or a great request and having somebody a judge, that's the metaphor, sitting on that throne with the ability to fix your problem. And he's opening up the door, the opportunity for you to present your case. So let's go back now because I wanted to give you some background as to why we can count on these verses too as uh, believers in Christ. So we're going to go back to Isaiah. And it's a beautiful passage It's Isaiah 43, and much of it is God presenting his case 
to the Israelites about what he has done for them and how he has taken such good care of them, but yet they did not seek him. Starting in verse 19, you really need to read the whole chapter, but I'll give you just a few snippets. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beast will honor me and the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people who I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. Yet you did not call on me, O Jacob, but you have been weary of me, O Israel." You have not brought me your sheep for burnt offerings or honored me with your sacrifices, and I have not burdened you with offerings or wearied you with frankincense. The thing that God is saying that he goes through and says all the things that he's done, but they didn't come to him. So you think about that. He's not only saying that he has the ability to provide for us and, and to give us all these things and to fix our issues when we give them to him, but he wants to do it. He wants to do it. So let's go right into the heart of where I want to take you as you consider this and why it's important. In Isaiah 43, verse 26, God says, put me in remembrance. Let us argue together. That's the English standard version. Set forth your case that you may be proved right. Now, what does that mean to argue together? Well, it means to argue a matter, to judge, decide, lead, defend, to execute judgment, to be brought to a trial, to argue a matter. It's a legal term. And so he's saying, come to me, present your case. I'm here. I'm listening. I have the resources. I have the ability. I have everything you need. What is your case? Don't go to all these other outlets. I'm here for you. I'm your God. And yet it's so easy not to. And I've often asked myself, why? Why don't I go to God first? And I think deep down inside, there's this feeling personally that what if he doesn't say yes? Does that mean that he doesn't love me? And I come to realize that that is not true at all. And it's a fear. It's like, it's like, I'm so afraid that of that rejection from the almighty God. But when we go covered in Christ, he doesn't even see our sin because we've been covered, completely forgiven because of what Christ did. So when God sees us, he sees his son. And that beautiful, beautiful parable of the story about the prodigal son that came home and the father that's there watching him come and he throws his arms wide and he prepares a great feast and he gives him his ring. He's saying, you are family. And that's what God says to us. Bring him your problems. So it's not only for our personal things, but did you know that you can contend for your nation? <laughs> we actually can contend with God for the things that we see going on around us. And let that sink in a little bit because you only have to turn on the news for five minutes. And within five minutes, don't you feel the heaviness of it? And if you're like me, sometimes you feel 
helpless and hopeless by the magnitude of all the problems going on right now. Do you feel like that too? Because I do. And yet, we have an almighty God that is sitting on the throne that's saying, come to me. Let's talk. Let's reason together. And he has promises, beautiful promises. The one from Second Chronicles that says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and heal their land. And I'm reciting that from memory, so I might have had a few words off, but give me a little bit of grace. But you know, he's promising that if you do these things, I'm going to do this. Do you know how many promises of God he doesn't, he's not faithful to? None. He's faithful to everyone. So clearly in scripture, we can see exactly what we have to do. And then we know he's going to do that. So when you look around, what do you see? I don't know whether you know this or not, but there is repentance going on right now. Washington had a beautiful uh, day where they had thousands come seeking repentance for the the sins of, of a nation. Daniel prayed for his nation when they were in captivity. And God heard that prayer. He contended with God. He fell burdened and he asked for God to forgive and have mercy on his nation. Another great case was when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham was contending with God, asking him to please spare Sodom and Gomorrah. If there is so many righteous people in this city, will you spare it? And God said, all right, you find this many and I'll spare it because Lot was there with his family. And he kept working God then, well, well, say there's 10. What if you find 10 people in the city that are righteous? Will you spare it? Well, the truth was there wasn't, there wasn't any, but God listened to him and he loved him. And so he actually spared Lot. But that is a case where Abraham loved God and he knew God's will and he knew God's ways. And so he could go and contend. It's beautiful. There are other times with Moses in the wilderness when he knew God's will that he was coming to set free the Israelites from Egyptian bondage and slavery. And he led him out to the wilderness. As Moses went up to get the Ten Commandments, they got tired of waiting for him to come down and they slipped right back into idolatry. There are so many times that God got tired of them, but Moses was always interceding for the Israelite people. And I think God loved Moses for that reason. There were times when they, God literally said, I've had enough, stand back because I'm going to wipe them out. And Moses contended with God and said, no, God, if you wipe them out, then they're all going to say that you didn't take care of your people. Can you imagine that? He gave his case to God and God always listened. Now that doesn't mean that we can ask God to do anything. He's not at our beck and call. But when you know his heart and you seek his face, you seek his will, you know his ways, you know his promises, and that's a key, 
then you can take those promises to God and present your case. Now, this is something that I want to tell you that I think is one of the most amazing things, the, the, the most powerful things that I've been thinking about. And I've, I've really been thinking about this a lot lately, seeing so many issues in our nation right now. And how do you pray for that? And there are so many people, some of them you hear, some spiritual leaders say that this is judgment, judgment's coming, and it's all over for America. I don't know whether you've heard that or not, but there are many people that say that. And then there are other people that just ignore everything. They're not, they refuse, they just go with the culture, whatever the culture says, that's good with them. But you know what we need to do is what is your heart, God? What is your heart? Seek my face. What is your heart, God? And there are scriptures in the Bible that we can go to him and present our case to him. And let me show you what that looks like. There is a verse that says, I will bless those that bless you, Israel. He's talking about Israel. And curse those that curse you. And all of the nations will be blessed through you. That's God speaking of Israel. I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. That's his promise. So you have to ask, have we done anything to bless Israel? Well, actually, recently we have. We've moved the embassy there. We've recognized Jerusalem. And that's important to God. We've also done a lot of things that are not good. For example, there's promises in the Bible that say, I set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. See, these words from God are so powerful because they are the key to living a victorious life here on this earth, to living the life that God created you for, to bring him glory. And it's not going to be the kind of glory that man, men seek. It's something unique and it gives you peace and purpose in this life. And it doesn't matter what circumstances are going on around you. So if we're thinking that God is that judge and you want to ask God to help our nation that is in a state of a mess right now, what does that look like? Well, for me, I will go to him and say, God, help us to be the nation that you intended us to be. Remember those promises and those prayers of the people so long ago. For example, William Bradford, I know that he wrote in his journal that that he came to a land where he could worship you freely, where they, they could, the pilgrims worship you freely, and that this land would be a light to the gospel message. You can find that in Bradford's journal, and you can search up William Bradford's journal. You can find it online and read it free. But make no mistake, that was the purpose that was in their minds when they went over on the Mayflower almost 400 years ago to this day. 400 years. You think that's not significant? God's timing is amazing. And I see his fingerprints when I see timing like that. Okay, so we have an original purpose. God moved mountains and spared them. They got over here in the late in November past harvest time, and yet God provided for them and helped them survive. There is a purpose and he made the way. 
going back. So I remind God of that purpose, Lord. And I also say, Lord, we have gone astray. Have mercy on us, Father, because we have messed up. We have turned our back on you, God, because we have. Help us, Lord. We turn from that, but help us make it right. Help us to be the nation that you created us to be, Lord, so that we may glorify God and glorify your name. And remember that you promised that you would bless those that bless you, Israel. And Lord, we are trying to bless Israel. We we move the embassy. We we want to be a friend of Israel, but we need your help to continue to make that happen. Did you know that you can present a case like that? When you find scripture that is a promise, you can take that to that judge and say, Lord, you said this. You said this, remember? And I, I want you to know that he wants us to do that. It honors him because it honors his word. And it shows that we trust him and we believe in him and we're taking stake in that word enough to, to bring it to him and remind him of it. That is one of the most powerful ways to pray that I've ever discovered. Do you do that? If you don't, why not? Have you seen results? When I say results, because he's going to move heaven and that Isaiah 43, it talks about all the things he's done to help us. It says, fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters and aren't we going through them now, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned and the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. That's what he promises. So I'm going to wrap this up, but I just want you to know that reading scripture is so incredibly important because you discover these promises and you discover a sense of God's ways, who he is. And what he's like. He's a good father. He's a righteous judge. And not only that, but through Christ, we have an opportunity to boldly approach the throne of grace and present those things to him. Present our case. Present it to him. I'm Kelly Langston, and I'm so glad you joined me. You can reach me at info at Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, Langston, L-A-N-G, STON.com and you can find me at kellylangston.com I'd love for you to keep coming back so please subscribe and help me out by giving me a good rating I would love that it'll help me get this message out take care Has God given you a dream of something amazing? Is it a dream that's so hard to reach that you might be considering giving up on it, even though you really believe God has called you to it? If you have a dream like that, I have a book that's going to encourage you to press on. Because whenever God gives us a dream, 
it's not going to be an easy dream, one that's easy to achieve in our own power, because God wants to provide his supernatural assistance to get us there. I've written a book called When God Gives a Dream, Reaching Your Impossible Dream in God's Power, and right now it is free for download on Amazon. In it, you'll discover the characteristics of a God-inspired dream and learn how to determine if it is from God and be encouraged to press on. You can find it now at the Amazon Bookstore.